you ready for start time? Let's find out. Ready? Let's go. Why is it just mocking my accent all the time? <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know what it is. It's just funny. It's not even your accent. No, it's not, is it? <laughs> it's just an accent I, I like doing in front of you. Because it annoys you a little bit. It touches me. It touches your heart. Stop it, Debbie. <laughs> your heart and your haunches. Um... Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy New <laughs> Merry Year. Christmas and all of that nonsense. Happy New Year. <laughs> Look at you go. you got such a soulful and, like, melodic voice. Yeah, my mum told me. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Did you have a good New Year and stuff? Yeah, I spent it on my own. It was wonderful. <laughs> everything yeah. I ever wanted. I thought so. Honestly, um, my highlight was eating cheesy chips on a cross trainer. Nice, like at home. No, in the in the outdoor park, <laughs> in the walk home. <laughs> I like it. This this makes me. I was gonna go on the swings, but I needed to piss, and I thought, oh, I can't hand my ass <laughs> over the side of a kid's swing, can I? So I had to um, race back. That's pretty cool. So, you've given me a, a list of topics today. I know, I know. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? We've got time. You know, half, you know, cup half, I just feel fulfilled in life. I just, my cup feels full from That's every... filled with tea. You know, <laughs> my cup feels full. I just feel really loved and... Oh, 2019 has been everything I ever wanted and my kids are saints um, my husband's a saint and just my life's all round great Is this your Katie Hopkins? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a shit year <laughs> Nah, I've enjoyed it yeah. It's had its ups and its downs Yeah, tw- I have to admit 2019's been a bit weird like for me and stuff so, um, let's just fucking jump right in. Like, I want to start with the lows first. Like, oh, well, it means that we can go on to the highs afterwards and feel a bit better. How about you do highs, then I do lows, you do highs. I oh, know, because we well, I do highs twice, lows. thanks. Oh, it's yeah. fine. Didn't think. Okay, go for it. Lows right. first. Okay, so 2019, low points. Like, for me... Um, I like that injury really fucked me over like at the end of the year um, I was super excited about like getting back into competition and stuff and um, that super fight was it was really interesting for me because uh, Gina looked like a really um, like strong competitor and like I've never fought her before I've never even seen a fight so I was super excited about like literally just going to a venue and fighting someone completely new that Mm. I'd had no experience with and then um like I fucking pulled that muscle and the fuck is that noise 
Is that me? There's a, some sort of phone signal coming through. <laughs> Love to put you over there. Um, so yeah, like that was really upsetting. Um, I was supposed to go down to uh, Brighton in the new year. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and like do a class with uh, her like she trains her elements that they check that. Anyway, elements in Brighton. Um, they're an amazing club. I've heard nothing but great things about them. And like, um, they've got a black belt there. Have you heard uh, Dominic Dillon? Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, this is a high point, but it's fine. Um, like, the first time ever this year, I got to do like scoring at a competition. <laughs> so I was on the table doing all the points. And um, I was on the mat that uh, had all the black belt fights. So, like, I was watching the referee, watching the fight, <laughs> watching the referee, watching the fight. But um, really enjoyed, like, Dom's fights and stuff. And like, there were some more questionable people. But it was fine. <laughs> I sat down for like eight hours, but I remember I went to get up to go to the toilet um, after not getting up all day and my ass was asleep and I was like, oh no. I've <laughs> shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I don't know, the, the, um, the injury flared up my depression at the end of the year, so I didn't really finish 2019 very strong. Um you probably noticed from my flat it's not the cleanest it's ever been especially like my bedroom and stuff well, i wouldn't say it's not clean i'd say it's just unorganized yeah in here's fine because like i've just got wrapping paper and stuff all over the place from like christmas presents and stuff she's gonna wrap me up like a daddy <laughs> she's gonna wrap me up and call me daddy um but like my bedroom's a state like i don't know so, my depression, it triggers, uh, like, I have, like, strong urges to just spend money. Like, it really lowers my impulse control. So, like, I'll go out to get, like, something to eat, and then I end up buying, like, clothes, DVDs, and games, and all this fucking nonsense. So, like, I've got a load of clothes that I've never worn, literally on my bedroom floor because like I had a massive depression fail. I do that all the time. It makes it honestly it makes me feel better to buy like makeup or clothes or mm. something that I feel like if I look or feel good in it mm. I will my mood will get picked up. So mm. my issue is like my weight's been up and down all year as well mm. so i don't know what size i'm supposed to wear so a lot of the clothes just don't fit yeah i can imagine you're not one to go in and try them on are you nah not it's not my style no see I, i've had such a weird year like it's so hard because i um i went into january starting a new job like on mm. day crew plus and i was quite like focused on that that i just didn't even see my relationship falling apart at the time mm. and then 
like a week before my birthday, my girlfriend dumped me um, and was going through a lot of shit herself. Like, And then within that week, I lost her. Then Brandon, my bunny, died like two days later. Who I was like <laughs> obsessed. Oh. You know, like Brandon like yeah. was my bunny. Like he, yeah. he was my best mate. And then... Betsy's sister died on my birthday while I was at work <laughs> and I remember I went out on the Saturday and um, like between after the day after Brandon died but Betsy hadn't yet and it was like my mate's birthday or something like that we went out and I'm drinking her I think she like blocked me on social media off everything and that was the only form of contact like I had with mm. her like was and blocked me on whatsapp as well and i wasn't like bothering her or anything i think like obviously in her head she just wanted to move on or do whatever um and didn't want to obviously hurt me if i saw things mm. so she d- d- to be fair it was probably the best thing but at the time it's not like you don't see it like that yeah um and oh my god i had s- the worst breakdown outside of this club and all my, I was surrounded by all my mates and honestly I couldn't have asked for better mates at that time like they were fucking incredible um, like they all surrounded me and no it wasn't that weekend it was another weekend like later on in the thing because actually like I had my birthday I went out I had fun then Christy got back in touch and then we had like a couple of months of trying to make it work on and off and it wasn't and then i had that weekend and mm. when we finally just called it quits and walked away from each other and my mates were like they all turned around and was like i've never seen someone like that before it was so heartbreaking seeing you that upset mm. and i remember um the weekend after was like pride weekend mm. and i got a phone call like the day before like saying oh by the way chris has got a boyfriend um and i was just like and all my mates were like don't go pride like we worried for you like don't go don't go don't go my family were too and i was like no fuck this mm. i'm going because i i enjoy it it's like the only time where i generally go somewhere and i feel at home with mm. everyone there i enjoy myself um i found out that i got the new job then on 224 northamptonshire and I went out that weekend and on the Sunday I had two girls come up to me and one happened to be Katrina, one happened to be Serena. Um, and I chatted to them all night, found out that they lived in the place where I was about to move to, mm. became really good friends. And then I moved for work, did that. And I had one of the best summers of my life. Like I went... Like, I moved in with Katrina, and then I ended up going, um, like, camping with her and Serena, like, just across the UK, mm. and just had one of the best escapes of life, and just technically, like, moving to Northamptonshire, I just escaped everything and left everything behind, and yeah. it was just me in this place. And I think what's hard now is because I just escaped everything and left it and it was easy for me mm. to... And that's why 
even to a degree like I escaped Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I hadn't settled into a new team yet. Yeah. Um, but it was after all of that summer ended and I started settling back into like, Life. you can't <laughs> run away from everything. You've yeah. got to continue stuff and you've got to take the positives from your life and take it forward. And that kind of feels like how the end of this year's been is bringing all the things that I ran away from that were positive back into my life but into a different aspect of it. Mm. So it's been quite, I'd say, I don't know, like a life-changing year for me. Like a, a year that's probably crafted me as a person or yeah. developed me. Um, a defining year. Yeah, that's the right word. That's defining pretty cool. defining year in my life. So as much as I can look at it and say it's... but. I always say, like, the lows make you. Yeah. So, um, I can look back and... I look back at the start of the year and think how... Yeah. Low was, but maybe I wouldn't be as high without them lows. Well, yeah, that's what I, like, try to tell people. Um, it's 100% my opinion that, like, I feel that the only way you're going to experience high highs is if you experience low lows, because you get the contrast mm -hmm. so like if you've lived a sheltered life and your lows are like mediocre then you don't have like a, a great deal of joy if that makes any sense but like the lower you go the more you appreciate and value the the highs mm -hmm. so yeah but like i had a weird like the start of the year was weird for me because mm. like I thought that I was in a good place uh, in the relationship that I was in but like it was but not for the reasons that I thought they were because like I was seeing this girl called Robin and um wonderful human being we're still in contact now like regularly and um like, we called it quits on the relationship uh, probably around, like, May, April. Um, but because we both recognised that it was just... It, it was more of a friendship. And, like, we were both what each other needed at the time. Mm -hmm. Because we were both dealing with, like, a certain amount of trauma. We were both... Um, in like a weird place emotionally so we were very like our emotional connection was very strong but we didn't really have any kind of physical connection like at all like we were very um everything was kind of platonic so like when we recognized that and actually said probably best to just leave this as friends and then like take the pressure off everything else like it's it's meant that the relationship's been able to evolve into something new but something like not worse but also like not like a bit better in my opinion mm. so that was odd but like highs for me like um i did some really cool stuff at the beginning of the year um like i went to the australian girls in gear camp uh, number nine which was phenomenal so much so that I'm going again in like 
uh, two weeks. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that. Um, that was amazing. Like, uh, I think it was like 100, 100, 110 women just in like one place over a three day weekend. I've seen the photos, it looks absolutely amazing. The photos don't do it justice. <laughs> in your face. Um, and then, like in February, I got to go to uh, Austin in Texas to meet up with the guys at Triangles Everywhere. Yeah. Which was, again, fucking amazing because I got to meet all of these people that I've like just spoken to online and stuff. And um, probably the oddest thing about that trip was getting stuck at customs <laughs> and immigration at the beginning. Cause, like, that surprised me. Well, yeah, they're asking what I was there for. I was like, Should I'm just... smuggling stuff? Oh, I was like, I'm meeting people. Um, they're like, oh, like, have you met them before? No. <laughs> like, I was really honest. And <laughs> just like, okay, so run me through this thing again. What are you doing? I'm here to meet a group of friends, like, from the internet, and we're going to do jiu-jitsu together. And they're like, and you're paying for this. I'm paying for my accommodation. That's it. Okay. I don't get it. So like I gave them like my phone and they ended up like going through the event pages and like you've seen some of the stuff they post yeah. on that page. Well, I was like, please don't let there be anyone's like really terrible memes and stuff in there. <laughs> but like she went through it and like went through the thread and then she's like, yeah, everything is fine. You can go. But that was like, that was probably one of my, uh, one of my favourite experiences of this year. Because like, I've never really travelled outside of the country, like, mm. properly. And um, this year was the first time I've ever, like, travelled internationally. Like, I've been to Europe and, like, yeah. a couple of places in Europe. But other than that, like, I haven't really travelled anywhere. So, like, getting to go to Australia and the United States has been, like, it was amazing. And then... Um, so now this year I'm going to Australia again, but then I'm also going to, uh, I'm like going Hawaii in February. So we're going to Maui for four days and then we're going to Oahu for seven. So that's going to be brilliant if we can land <laughs> an accommodation for the Maui trip. Because <laughs> at the moment everyone's still complaining or everyone's still arguing over what we want to do. But yeah, I'm really excited for that. But like... It's going to be incredible. I'm so jealous. Me too. <laughs> jealous of yourself? A little bit. Um, but like... So like those trips were amazing last year, but they were kind of like uh, counteracted by my job. Yeah. And like another amazing thing that happened last year is I changed my jobs in uh, I've changed my job in May so the 1st of May I started a brand new job and I've loved every moment that I've worked there um like I can't say enough good things about the team that I work on and my manager is literally just one of the most amazing wonderful women that I've ever had the pleasure to not just like meet but like to work under like she's she's a very unique person especially in like a management position she's not like uh like a 
didactic authoritarian person mm. like she's very much been there done that and like she has all the answers and like you don't get many women like that in like businesses that I work in and the fact that she is where she is is just really inspiring and now she's like doing like little uh lunchtime sessions um this year like just to go through like uh motivations and mindsets and stuff to like keep people progressing where they should and not just kind of sink into um I don't know like the mundane aspects yeah. of work just come in do the work and go home come in do the work and go home like she tries to keep everything exciting and like I don't know it's really nice that like every day when I go to work I see her I see everyone in my team and I just feel like good about the work that we do mm. so like that's been a massive boost to me and like so the back end of last year was uh like delivering on all of the stuff that like we built so that was a mad rush and like uh after the injury and stuff like just getting back into jujitsu and finding my feet again and finding my my joy for the sport again like because i <laughs> my mind has been up and down like within the sport for the whole year like over the whole year i wasn't sure what i wanted to do i didn't i wasn't sure what i wanted to accomplish i didn't know whether i wanted to compete as much as i was i didn't know how much i wanted to train i didn't know where i wanted to train but um like the injury as bad as it was has like really refocused my energy like on the sport it's given me um something to focus on something to like work towards now so feeling really good with my jiu-jitsu like i had uh two weeks off for christmas and i trained every day apart from like christmas day and new year's day and then like i didn't do i didn't do yesterday <laughs> because i didn't sleep before i went back to work um and then I didn't sleep last night either, so I need to sort my life out a little bit. But yeah, coming into 2020, I'm, everything's starting to pick up. And I'm very... I'm excited for this year. It doesn't happen very often. And starting this, like, I've really enjoyed, like, just chilling out with you every week. And just chatting shit. Yeah. Like, it, it, honestly, it's so awesome to do. <laughs> like, so... For, for the people listening, like, I do another podcast uh, called Fight Like a Girl, named after... I named it after my um, competition that I put together, like, originally. And it was just... I wanted to speak to women that I found empowering within the sport. And, like, you were one of the women that came up, like, um, that I... I think I followed you for a little while and you, like posted like stuff and uh the woman stuff kept coming up and i was like oh, i want to i think i want to speak to this person and then <laughs> how she regrets <laughs> and then like i just remember that the podcast that i did with you was so fun and it was so interesting and it was so effortless sal kept coming in and scraping the <laughs> good old sal um but no like it was so 
the fact that it it was so effortless and like you're a very easy person for me to talk to and like I usually just chat shit like to people and you're one of the people that you know can actually get a word in because <laughs> like chat shit back <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you listen to some of the other podcasts on there, like, people are... Some people are far too willing to let me just talk. And it's like, this is supposed to be about you. <laughs> and it's just me chatting. It's just because I'm very self-centred, so... I yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, in this context. <laughs> so, yeah, like, starting this was, like... It was amazing. And it was it was kind of, like... I think it's been really good anyway, because, like, um, from my perspective, it's, like, having a friend, like, around as well, and it's nice, and it's, like, um, sometimes it's easy to, like, get just drawn into work and life and a routine and that, and it's just been nice to sort of have an escape like once a week or whatever to come yeah. and just chat shit with you <laughs> and I don't know it's, it's been it's been a good one yeah so, so I'm excited for what this year has to offer like where's it gonna like what's your plans with BJJ this year like what's so <laughs> you're so on it like our resolutions so like okay this year, like for jujitsu, um, last year I I wasn't training as much. I took like big chunks of the year off, um, partly due to work, partly due to like depression, partly due to injury. But um, there was also a a, a feeling of unease like, in the sport, and, like, what my motivation was to be in there, um, but now, like, most of that's kind of sorted itself out, so, like, what I want to do this year, um, I've written them down, because I came prepared, look, you need to shut your mouth, okay, so, shut my eyes as well, you motherfucker, I want to get, like, at least, 400 hours on the mat you can laugh all you want I don't give a shit well yeah but that's like four classes a week 90 minutes each like that's it's achievable at least like I'm not saying oh 10,000 hours (laughs) um I'm gonna start keeping a journal I think Of, like, the techniques that yeah. I do <laughs> in the class. And just... Thinking some sort of, like, juicy journal. BJJ gossip. Well, no, because I don't have no any. Shagging who? <laughs> Again, I don't have any. <laughs> no one tells me any of that shit. I'm just that goofy person. You travel around. Now mm. you're making me out to be a hussy, and that's not cool. I am a creole. <laughs> Take it's your turn to take it. Um, improve my overall health and fitness. Like that's something mm-hmm. that I've struggled with a lot, especially with like my depression and my impulse control. Because as you saw in Which my foods pin, on sale, 
Fucking ice cream and pasta. Like, the two things <laughs> that seem to be constants in my life. Um, so just managing my diet a bit better, going to the gym and, like, putting in, like, cardio and stuff. Probably not as much cardio, but, like, <laughs> just, like, strength Nobody and conditioning. Nobody likes cardio. Nobody likes cardio. And what else? And I want to compete again. Ooh. Mm. So, yeah. like, last year, I think the only competition I did was Cleos. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I took, I think I took gold in my bracket, but I can't remember who I fought. It might have been a default gold. And then I just fought in the absolute. Byron? What's her name? Bobby? I can't remember. Violet. Can't remember. I don't know. Um, <gasps> but the absolute division was amazing. Um, it always is at Cleos. Cleos is an amazing like competition. Have you fought in it before? No. You should. Is it no gi? Uh, they have two competitions in the year. They do one gi in, I think it's like March, April time. They do no gi in the summer. I know. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I think I'll do the gi competition mm. when it comes up. Um, see if I can get another hammer. That'd be pretty cool. I want one. Four style. You're going to have to compete in the gi. Or no gi. You can get Yay. one for no gi, I believe. Um, you just need to get enough women to sign up to the absolute division. Mm. That's the tough part. So, ladies, if you're listening, Cleos. Sophie needs a hammer, sign up to the absolute. <laughs> I need you all to sign up so that you can like literally take it in turns to beat the shit out of this woman. Beat the shit out of it. Yes. Nice. No. Let me get my hammer. No. Let me get my hammer and deserve. <laughs> I just deserve it. I don't need to work for it, I just deserve it. <laughs> um ridiculous. Now, um my aim is to get fitter. Ooh. And to get back competing. I don't really care to know how I'm going to develop. I feel like you've literally belt. just stolen what I've said. <laughs> I just want to I just want to get get back into it. Get fit and compete. Fuck it, forget stripes or whatever, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I gave right. up caring now. I'm just <laughs> I'm purple belt Been now. a purple belt for a year. <laughs> I don't, I don't care now. Fuck it. You're signed up to be inspired now, right? Yes. Cool. Are we all, all signed up? I haven't paid him yet. I should do. <laughs> Ew. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm so bad. No, I'll do that. Um, I'll do that and then that's all sorted. And what else should yeah, you've got to get back, like, sort of focused, to be honest, and sort of create a life in Northamptonshire, mm. which I haven't done yet. Um, and I think that's honestly been through partly escapism, mm. and partly fear, partly scared. Um, so I just need to sort of pull myself together and get that sorted. Fair enough. 
So, so I need to get some gossip because um, I I haven't heard about this Marvel trans character. You told me about it, and Look. I am a big Marvels fan. Look. And what's happening? We haven't even finished the fucking New Year's resolutions yet. Yeah, and you're like, let's not. skip ahead. I've finished them. I made none. <laughs> I've made. Have you actually made New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Literally the stuff I just told you. Oh, <laughs> that's what we were going through. Well, that, well, surely we'd gone through all that and spoke about it. No. No, like, there is one more thing, and that's, um, I want to put on another competition as well. <gasps> I know. Da, da, da. So, I'm looking at, um, September, October time. Like, every time I've looked in the past, <laughs> every time, like, I've gone to set up the dates, it literally, every single time has fallen on, um, what's it called? World, Ma- not World Masters, um... The Masters uh, competition that Seymour helps run. Like the Nikatsu Gorilla guy. What? It's a Masters competition. It's funny. Nikatsu Gorilla guy. Nikatsu. Like the Jiu Jitsu brand. It's drawn by a guy called Seymour. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, he. Uh, he contributes to like the master competition. I believe he contributes to it. Um, and every single time I've tried to organise my competition, it's always fallen on that fucking weekend as well. Mm. So um, I'm gonna try like fourth quarter of the year. And uh, yeah, I'm literally I'm still trying to find a venue. I spoke to the guys at the um, what is it? The Warsaw Sports Performance Centre. Yeah. And uh, they haven't got back to me. <laughs> so, um, idiots. I know, I know. I'm going to chase them up in the week. But if I can get that space, that would be pretty fucking awesome. Um, I'd need to speak to them about, like, the kids stuff that I put on, usually. But I don't see how it'd be a massive issue. They have other space that I'll just rent. It's fine. But yeah, overall, I'm very excited. I need to get new medals designed. Because the ones that I've like had previously, I wasn't entirely happy with. So, um, like, I've been working... Get on it. Why are you looking up there? Because they're hanging up there. Oh, yeah, I can see now. Um, so, yeah, like, I've worked with a few artists recently um, to do some stuff for me. Uh, They're like, some through some good designs. Uh, well, they they threw me the designs for the podcast, and I'm gonna get them to redesign the Fight Like a Girl stuff for me as well. So, watch this space. I'll hopefully, mm. have new medals, and there is another thing that I kind of want to do, but I don't know how to implement it. Like, I want to do um, like achievement badges. Like for jujitsu, but like, do you remember Pokemon when you were growing up? Yeah. Like the TV series, and like, um, every time like Ash like beat a gym master, he get like a little badge and he yeah. put it on his inside jacket. Like brownies. Yeah, that's what I want. I want like, 
a little case that has like eight badges that you have to collect for doing certain things, either at the competition or throughout the year. Yeah. And if they can dem- if people can demonstrate they've done it, they get like a badge and shit. And I just think it's something interesting and something that's like not a hundred percent in the ordinary. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe if um like you tell the ref mm. what the criteria is for each badge and if someone achieves it mm. they have to get sent over to you to gain their well, yeah. badge. Yeah. And then it could be something in the competition like if it's a armbar or so. Well yeah, this is the thing. Cool. So there's either gonna be four or eight And they're either going to be based around submissions, they're going to be based around times, they're going to be based around, um, I don't want it to be based around, like, their final position in the bracket, because I want everyone to be able to get Mm -hmm. one, if that makes, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I want them to be tough enough that they feel like they've achieved something, but easy enough that people can get them. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to work out the the, the, the the logistics of it um, over the next few months. And another thing that I wanted, like, was it you that... Um, no, I didn't do it. What? No, I swear. Please, <laughs> no. When we were at the gym um, a few weeks ago, and like, was it you and Carly who were like tagging in? Like to fucking beat the shit out of oh, me. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to do a competition where it's three on three, and every time, like, you can hold out your arm to get one of your teammates to tag you out, and then when they tag your hand, the person has to let go of whatever they've got, and the other person just comes in fresh. And then they get what they get, and then they just start at a scramble. So it's literally just like WWE rules, but it's like three on three. Um, I think that could be quite fun. Does it have to be like, do your teammates have to wear the same colour belt as you? No. Like, I would like, so I think I'd do it like, um, oh, what's that fucking rule set that they did? Phoenix did like a super five tournament where you have like five people mm-hmm. in your team and they have an overall weight that they're allowed to use. Yeah. And then within your team, you can have, however you can use the weight limit, however yeah. you want. You can have one really heavy person and then like three really light people and yeah. then like a medium heavy person. So like, I think I would do that. So I wouldn't necessarily care about the belts. It would be about the weight. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, again, like the first tournament that I put on, I wanted to do something different and like I introduced the crash and I introduced, I wanted to do the King of the Hill stuff, but there wasn't time. Mm -hmm. So I've still got all those trophies (laughs) just literally sitting in my doorway. Um, so I might like King of the Hill trophies maybe but like i don't know like the tournament structures that we have they're fine they're cool but like they're they could be better 
Well, they're designed for competitors. Yeah. But I would say probably about 70-80% of the people who participate in jiu-jitsu are hobbyists. So make it fun. Mm. Make it something that they want to go to. It's not going to... like. I get the the anticipation and the the fear of what's going to happen in a competition but there's nothing to say that you can't enjoy the experience in a different way Mm -hmm. no i agree so yeah like this is the nonsense that i think of when i can't sleep i'm like what can i do to make competitions better like i'm thinking about changing the rule sets as well um because i liked the rules at ADCC where you don't get points for the first two minutes mm-hmm. to try and like uh, force takedowns and stuff rather than just like putting guard and bus scooting and shit um, and yeah like there's a part of me that wants to penalise pulling guard but only because I don't like it when Hayley does it to me all the time <laughs> can't do that <laughs> it's not fair for the people that jump Paul. This is true. Um, Although I hate them too, and they should all receive <laughs> disciplinaries. And... I don't know if that's your game. That's your game. That's yeah. fine. I've found my. I've I've started pulling guard a lot recently as well. And like, are you? Don't look at me like that, you slag. Um, but I've started pulling guard because I want to work from the bottom. So I'd rather start from the bottom. Yeah. So that I can be like, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> started from the bottom, now my whole crew on the podium. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my 2020, essentially. And like, <gasps> with regards to the journal and stuff, I literally have a wall chart that's about that size. Come in with like all of the dates, and I've got a load of stickers that I'm gonna put the times and all of the yeah, stuff that I've done. So organized. Well, I have to be because <laughs> I'm such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> if I didn't, maybe do I stuff... should take a leaf out of your book. Maybe and probably do better. Be better. Well, like hopefully over the year, like you'll come here to do this, and you'll be like, "That's filling up nicely." Like. And it's yeah, like... should I just report back to people that he's going shit this <laughs> week? Um, clearly not going to reach that four hundred hours. Oh my god! Like, I'll rip the shit out of you. I know you just will. seen some fish feed in a bin. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? She's clearly not, clearly not taking her advice at the start of the new year. That's one of my favourite things to do. Is like what judge people's watch people resolutions. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> just watch them fail. <laughs> so I don't do it myself. Nice, nice. I don't normally make resolutions. Like I just wanted to do something this year. God, you got you got to tell me hmm, about this Marvel Trans character because I'm very aware of the fact that I have to be on call at midnight. Oh shit! What time is it? It is ten past eleven at shit. night. So, essentially, Kevin Feige came out. Uh, uh, conference the other day Kevin Feige's guy who runs Marvel mm-hmm. Studios um, basically said that one of the movies that's currently in production will have a trans character in it yeah but my issue with this story is that's what he said about Endgame and he was like there's going to be a queer representation in it and what that 
equated to was Joe Russo sat in a fucking friendship circle with Captain America and he literally just says me and my husband do this this and this and then yeah. that's it I went it's on like a date a, it's like yeah. a standalone 10 seconds in the movie and like don't get me wrong to be fair Captain um, Marvel did cut her hair short yeah so that's that's very meant something <laughs> but like what they failed to actually acknowledge and recognise is that 10 seconds is then removed when the movie is shipped overseas. Mm. So in like the Asian markets, it's just removed completely. Yeah. And it's the same thing with that's Star Wars bad. that's just happened. Like You can't tell me about Star Wars because I haven't watched it. I'm watching it on Sunday. I'm going to go see it again tomorrow. But um, there is a lesbian... <gasps> Lesbian oh. kiss at the end, but again, exactly the same as Beauty and the Beast. It's there for a split second, and it can be just chipped and chopped so that the foreign markets don't see it. Is there a lesbian kiss in it though? Yeah. Is it Ray? No. Oh. So my issue is they keep making these statements to marginalised groups to get them to participate in their movies and like go out and see them and buy tickets and then buy fucking merchandise and all of this stuff. But when it comes to actually reinforcing their representation, they're like, oh no, that's just for you guys. For everyone else, we're just going to fuck it off. Like if they really wanted to, if they really wanted to do it, then they would actually put them, the main character, not even a main character. Like, Jessica Jones that can't be. <laughs> Jessica Jones did it really well because there was a, a like a secondary character in the second or third series. I can't remember, but they it wasn't made a big deal of. They didn't come out and say, "Oh, they're trans," but it was a trans actor playing a trans character in a mainstream TV show but like what Marvel seems to have done is like stepped away from all of the TV shows that were on Netflix for some yeah. fucking reason um, and then you've got uh, well I'm I'm just on Twitter at the moment and then one of the first tweets up is do the people at Marvel not realise the first trans character in the MCU was in Jessica Jones Yeah. another one is saying that he's taken back what he said or something well yeah we all jumped to conclusions in our rush to write clickbait articles and it turned out the info was wrong. In the rush to get advertising venues and clicks, we didn't verify it. But good news, we have Steven Universe, Sharan Pose. Kevin did not confirm MCU's first transgender character in upcoming film, reports mm. Variety. But like, but but as well, why does it keep being broadcast? Like, I I I am the first to say, I fucking love it when there's like representation. Representation, I do, I love it. Um, I think it makes that little glimmer of like seeing someone like yourself on the big screen makes you feel normal. And I'm sorry, like, I, it does for me. I fucking love anything when I see lesbians in there. I'm like, yes! Exactly. Um, like, it normalises... Yeah, and I, I think it is amazing. But at the same time, I don't like how it's, um, like, 
blown up into such a big deal as well because it shouldn't be it should just be normal it should just be a part of the process of actually representing everyone within Mm. movies it baffles me but like there's also another marvel tv show called runaways that has a that had marvel's first openly gay character and then you've got um like in the dc multiverse of tv shows that they've got at the moment there's um a character called dreamer um who's been on two seasons of supergirl now she's the first trans superhero on tv to be played by an actual trans woman that's pretty cool i i I don't see how like if like if dc can do it then why can't marvel and i understand that like dc are operating on a smaller scale because it's like for tv but like i don't know i just kind of want to say fucking nut up or shut up (laughs) i'm just fucking tired of people feigning that like being allies literally so that they can I don't know, get internet points on fucking woke Twitter. Yeah. It's like, um, I was, I was explaining, like, what it's like, um, in certain situations, people turn around and they say how, where am I going with this? I need to word what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, um, I say, like, if you want to crack the music industry, mm you've got to be big within the gay community. So people go to Pride events, do this, this, this. If in movies, like, you want to do, like, well, get the gays on your side. And it is a business thing because a big market market for music and movies and art and everything is gay people. Yeah. Because we have have more expendable amounts of money to give out because we're less likely to have children mm-hmm. um and we we will honestly pay to see that representation or to um th- like look at the amount of gay icons in the music industry yeah who were straight but if they didn't become a gay icon they their wouldn't career have wouldn't have got as far mm. and i'm telling you now why is Dua Lipa so big why did her album become so big she performed at every single Pride event mm. before her album was even released, so she already had the gays on her side to Fucking push gays. her agenda. It's a massive market, like massive, massive market, and mm. I'm I'm not afraid to say it. I fucking love, I I love spending my money on watching gay shit. Yeah, but like, I'm reluctant to like. I'm the same. Anything good or bad that has like trans representation in it, I will normally just sit down and watch. Like, um, there was a BBC show not long ago. There were two. There was a BBC show about a trans woman who enters a relationship with a a young guy, like a Geordie lad. And then there was um, another show, I think it was called Butterfly, about a uh, trans kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I watched that one. I think it's with Anna Friel. And, like, 
did I find them like like one of them was a comedy like a sitcom like I didn't find it overly like funny or enjoyable but I sat there and I watched every single episode I went out and I bought the DVD Mm. because that's me saying this is the kind of representation that I would like to see more of this please but like I don't know the more I see like the news articles about trans people at present like deteriorate the more I'm just worried about everything in the future like um, I don't know the NHS uh, gender services ran out of money in like December so apparently it's like it's just going to be a fucking difficult time yeah like and but it's the same it's worse it it becomes worse for the minority groups yeah and even worse if you are trans Mm. like because let's put it this way it's different it's different nowadays like um being gay is somewhat acceptable Mm. being black is somewhat acceptable Mm. like because i'm telling you now although it's seen as it should be acceptable hey Mm. we're included like this is this i'll tell you now there's still underlining racism and underlining homophobia and oh yeah if you think that and transphobia is way way worse that's way behind in its development of social acceptance Mm. and i just think with the government we have and with the way it's going, um, well, the development we all made in social situations to become more equal is only going to take steps back. At the moment, it is, yeah. Yeah. But, like, people are going to hate me for saying this, but... The LGBT community is partly to blame for it. Hear me out. <laughs> like, How dare you? So who do you think you are? One of my biggest issues with the like the LGBT community at the moment, uh, especially with regards to how they um, operate on like social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram, like largely right-wing people people who hold heavily right-wing beliefs they disagree with uh lgbt ideologies but they mostly don't care that's what they suffer from they don't care about us they will say loads of like harsh things about why people should be denied things but at the end of the day as long as they make money they don't care the people on the left do all that hard work for them because we eat our own. As soon as someone says something incorrect, as soon as someone says something that's ill-informed, misinformed, or just something where like they're having a bad day and they post mm-hmm. something, they'll get piled on 
and then they'll either be removed, cancelled in inverted mm-hmm. commas, or they'll, well, in some certain cases, like, they'll fucking kill themselves. Okay, so let me try and find this because I think this um, actually goes quite well into what you're saying. So um, a couple of weeks back, I saw some bloke on Facebook Mm. and he's from pretty much where I grew up and he was being transphobic. Mm -hmm. Um, I commented on the post. I made my point clear. I don't know whether the post has been deleted, but I'll try and pull it up. Pretty much, he had chatted, he had swiped for some um, trans woman on Tinder, and it was only when they matched he realised she was trans, Mm. although she had it in her bio and everything else, and he thought it was acceptable... I think it's probably been deleted now. He thought it was acceptable um, to post a photo of it mm. and just out and mock. shame them. Yeah, like outward shame. Mm. Um, and pretty much, I ended up commenting on the post, and then he was private messaging me. Then no, sorry, I found it. Um, it was said really need to stop swiping so fast on tinder man's getting stitched up mm. and then the person with that um and the comments underneath are very abusive mm. mostly from men and unfortunately the odd odd woman laughing joining him um you know just shit humor then he went and published a comment he sent to this trans woman mm. Um, and then obviously he blocked her after and I put it's actually scary to see how many transphobic people exist she is not a he she informed you she was transgender in her bio she doesn't have to she doesn't deserve to be humiliated and bullied on social media Mm. he commented back alright calm down I put it's mean (laughs) People commit suicide every day due to social media bullying. Your message to her could have triggered inner insecurities. There is just no need. It's vile behaviour. You're all partaking in hate crime by mocking someone for being who they are. It's actually sickening. He mm. went, I'd send him an apology, but he's unmatched me. I went, I know you think you're funny misgendering her, but you really aren't. It just makes you come across uneducated with no empathy. Um, it's a bloke fact, mm. is what I got. Bear in mind, very abusive. Yeah. Um, eight, I, 87 plus love hearts on his post and comments like in mm. support. I was the only one to like yeah. fight back. Now, he thinks it's acceptable to write to me privately not on the post sorry for offending you (laughs) i went you haven't i'm just trying to identify the harm your post can cause and the fact it's bullying that's not cool and doesn't sit right with me i hate bullies and that's what you're being mocking someone who's going through shit you clearly can't sympathize with 
He put, I'm not bullying and never would bully anyone. Fair enough. I maybe should have thought about my actions better though. So I put, but you're, you were, um, but you are. You have posted an image of a transgender woman calling her a he, sent her an abusive message and then talking about her sexuality like she doesn't deserve to be treated like a human being with love because she's transitioned. I understand it was probably not thought out and I respect you for taking the time to hear me out and messaging me. He went, yes, totally understand where you're coming from now. I went, this isn't me calling you a bully as I'm sure you're not. I just couldn't not highlight how it is coming across. And he went, generally didn't intend to be nasty. Mm. And I went, anyway, hope you're doing well. And he went, feel bad with myself now. And then I didn't message back. And he goes, why... Um, Sent your dick like, back. No. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, did I grow up with you? Like, what school did you go to and all that? Mm. Anyway, I just left it. Um, my point is from this is I purposely didn't go down the thing of going being horrible and going in I tried to say an informed like informed opinion just Mm. keep it like that it is I don't care what anyone says if you are acting like that you're a bully yeah and why is it um, as soon as you call someone a bully they fucking hate it I'm not a bully. I'm not a bully. It's like, yeah. but you, if that, you if you were at school <laughs> and you were saying that about a black person, yeah. how would it, why is it any different? And that's what, that's what I love. And I would suggest anyone to do is if you see these things and you want to call them out, just say it's bullying because people shit themselves straight away because no one wants to be a bully. No. If you call people transphobic, they're, they're clearly uneducated about the situation because mm. if they were educated, they wouldn't have that view. So if you call people transphobic, they won't well, don't care about that. But if you use the terminology bully, they fucking hate it. And you don't have to be like you don't have to go into masses or doing much. But you call someone a bully, they instantly get on the defensive and apologise. Fucking hell. Sorry about that. Um I agree to a degree. Like, I firmly believe that there are people who are willing to listen and change their mind, but there are also people who's, who, for whatever reason, this is their firmly held belief, and you're never going to change their mind. Mm-hmm. In their mind, trans but- people are always men or women. Like, there's no such thing as transition or a medical transition or but- that sense. I think if you are not 100% sure, you should always challenge them views. Because yeah. I think it's I think it's healthy to do it. I couldn't not challenge people's views. Mm. Um because it would bother me if I didn't. Well, yeah, obviously. And yeah. I'd do that about anything or so like anyone. I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day. And um, I I want to discuss, like, two things that are loosely based around one another. Like, so I'm very much um, against the culture that seems to be spreading 
which is like cancelling or deplatforming anyone whose view that you disagree with. Like, I don't think anyone should be booted off uh, social media. I don't think they should have their voice taken away because they share an opinion that you disagree with. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally, I would much rather these people have a platform to speak so that other people are able to see them for who they are yeah, and for their beliefs. Because literally all you do when you force these people into a corner is provide them with ears they wouldn't have had because they all of a sudden have this new tool at their disposal where they've been cancelled by the left. So people are more willing to listen to what they have to say because they feel like they've been bullied out of something. Again, using your bullying Mm -hmm. ideology. But like when it comes to things like um, Twitter is a really good example because um, everyone, everyone has a voice through Twitter. They can contact people directly in the public in a public mm-hmm. forum but they're not necessarily public themselves yeah so it is still one of those platforms where you can hide behind your profile, profile and yeah. your avatar and all of this and like a lot of these people see themselves as a marginalized group but as an individual and they don't understand that when they work as a whole it actually has a major impact on the people in which they attack yeah. so um Oh, someone described it really well the other day. Like, um, the snowflake doesn't know it's in an avalanche, essentially. So, like, if one person does something and then you retaliate with, like, hurtful, harmful comments to that, you've contributed to something that's much bigger than you. Yeah. And that... One, it forces eyes on the person you're attacking because all of a sudden that person um, gets a spotlight put on them by the world. Um, but also you don't know what harm that does to that person. And this is going back to what I was saying before about like the left eating their own. Um, because they're part of uh, a marginalised group, there are people who use that marginalization and they weaponize it so that they can take the moral high road Mm -hmm. into bullying other people off a platform, which isn't right. Mm -hmm. Like at all. Like, and like when they use that marginalization to vilify and attack other people within the same community, it just shows how harmful like they are like not just individually but as a community like like you were saying earlier these are things that shouldn't be handled in so heavy-handedly that once you say something that's your platform taken away like people need to be spoken to they need to be addressed and they need to be um like they need to have an opportunity to reply if that makes sense like 
I think as well you can't hide away from these opinions as well. It's important to see them and like if I saw homophobic comments, yeah, um, it's good for me to know it's still out there and to be aware of it. Um, I think it's good for all of us. But you know what I love more is seeing that one person that does say stuff or does speak out. Yeah. Because I think, you know, there is shit going on, but someone's stepping mm. in to sort of protect and say what's right. Um, so, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Platforms should be there for both um, negative yeah. and positive comments because that's the world. We're never going to be clear of negativity. Yeah. It's just learning it seeing it and in all honesty i'd rather be reading it than receiving it around the back of my head with a couple of punches getting yeah. jumped um but it's one of the things that but without seeing it on the internet you you could be quite naive and believe that there's nothing out there um well exactly and that's where my issue lies with the current state of things because it feels like people see something that they disagree with so they think that it doesn't it's not valid Mm. and it doesn't deserve to be stated and like just because you disagree with something doesn't mean that it's not valid because like i i read so much nonsense and hate-filled comments and Pretty much anything that comes up to do with trans people, I will read and I'll read through everything. Like, all of the comments, all of the statements that were made by whoever's made the thing and stuff. And, like, wrapped in the, like, the media side of it are valid concerns. And what you're doing when you say that, as a marginalised group, you can't say these things about us because this is who we feel, how we feel even... Like, that's not a defence. Like, your marginalisation doesn't take away from the fact that there are genuine concerns that people have about how you identify and how that affects their lives. There are people who weaponize that aspect of it as well. Like, there's a, a very good book. Um, I can't remember who it was written by, but it's called uh, Conflict is Not Abuse. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, and, like, in it the the it's a, it's a woman called Susan something I can't remember her surname Boyle no <laughs> <laughs> wild <like>, horses <laughs> but essentially like one of the statements that the books makes is like the overstatement of harm is the justification of cruelty and for escalating the conflict so something that this is something that like the turf community use really well because they use the the conflict of well the overstatement of harm they, is pretty much everything that trans people do uh, within women's spaces is equated to like rape or something mm-hmm. and then they use that to escalate the conflict uh, like held against like other trans people so it's like they're invading women's spaces, they're invading, like, everything. Like, from their appearance to things that they're allowed to partake in to the medicines and stuff that they're able to get access to. And, like, the services that they have access to. Like, they will use instances of this to 
pretty much just paint trans people in the light that they want to see them, which is this highly exaggerated, harmful image, so that people who are in the centre and unaware of this conflict are essentially given a, an exaggerated view of the situation, which causes the pendulum to swing either one way or the other. And my biggest issue with like the left forcing people like off these platforms is it takes the focus of the people in the center to the people who don't deserve well i'm doing it now <laughs> like it it causes the people in the center to look at the left in a in a bad light mm -hmm. like because all of a sudden they're the ones attacking but um how does the saying go the referee only sees the retaliation so like all they'll see is the attack from this person they'll go yeah. like not many of them will go well, what did they actually say like to deserve such an attack yeah. nine times out of ten it's not even that bad like sometimes it's really fucking bad but at the same time people will especially people in the center who like have no stake so it's the retaliation justified yeah exactly and like most of the time, people will just say, well, it, it, it's not. But because they don't understand what the stakes mm. are. And that's for everything. Mm. That's like, that's for it's an all LGBTQ rights. Well, it's an interesting point I'm going to have to take home with me because I've got to be on call in a little short while. Oh, fuck. That's gone mm. really quick. I know. <laughs> Scarily quick. But you know what they say? Time flies when you're having a great time. Is that the saying? <laughs> time flies when you're having a great time. Well, Not when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Fun. This is the worst thing about me is I'm, I only ever <laughs> halfly remember sayings. So they come out and it's like... There's always that thing where everyone's like, is that the saying? Because I'm sure it's not. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, it's mm, kind of like it. Well, um, I'm going to apologise to everyone because I pretty much just ranted for half an hour. Um, about. And I just snorted. Nice. My Beautiful. sinuses. Excellent. Um, cool. Well, we'll just sign off there then. Hey everyone, happy new year. Happy new year everyone. Could be a snowflake. <laughs> Unless it's justified. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if you like the podcast, like, why not subscribe on iTunes? It's subscribe. also on Google Play and on Follow Spotify. Us. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Ask us questions. Yeah, send us whatever you want. Like, I will literally talk about whatever you want me to <laughs> because Anything. these things are really hard to talk about. Like, like they're really hard to, like, coordinate in the week. Just let out a fart, sorry. Nice. Then another one. At least you didn't go for a piss today. I'm really, I'm really, like, happy I'm with my your... period. Nice. Nice, I love it. Thanks. Holding it all in. Thanks for that. You're a real pal. <laughs> I'm letting out my period farts so I stink as soon as I stand up. <sighs> Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. Okay, and go to work. We'll see you 
next week. Work, 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 work. <laughs> you gotta work, bitch. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.